Hey, coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Matt Sheehan is in to help us go over everything you need to know in the weekend in Big Ten basketball. What's going to go down as we try to narrow down who exactly is in that field of 68 and where does everyone stand in the Big Ten standings? It's a crucial weekend here coming up. We're going to talk about it with Matt as well as go over what we saw yesterday in a big upset here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Thanks for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, for everything you need to know on the conference. Coming up today, as we get into a big weekend of Big Ten basketball, Matt Sheehan is in to talk to us about what you need to know as we get into what will be a couple of big, big games coming up across the conference. And also, a big game yesterday, Michigan destroyed Purdue and I actually had thoughts about it last night that I had instant reaction right after the game just got on and recorded them for you posted them up online but we'll have it for you right here if you missed that on the show here to start things off so again coming up we're going to talk to Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans about everything going on in the Big Ten not just Michigan State we're talking all sorts of Big Ten basketball but right now my thoughts from last night about the upset Michigan had over Purdue and the Boilermakers in convincing fashion in Ann Arbor. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. So Michigan just destroyed Purdue. Final score, 82-58. to 58. Michigan scores 44 points in the second half to follow 38 in the first and just ran away with this one late. Hunter Dickinson finishes with 22. He was 4 of 6 from behind the arc. If you watched this one, it was obvious Michigan just had its night here and they said it on the broadcast even if you thought the Wolverines were going to win it was not this that you thought was going to happen again Dickinson with 22 Diabate with 15 Houston with 14 Brooks ends up with 18 everybody in the Michigan starting lineup at double digits meanwhile only three players even get double digits for Purdue but also even get to more than five points for the Boilermakers. It was 18 for Ivy, 10 for Edie, 12 for Travion Williams. Nobody else did anything, and again, a 58-point effort for Purdue. Michigan not only beat the number three team in the country here, absolutely demolished them, in my opinion, made a big statement, and on a day where, if you follow what Joe Lenardi does with the stuff that he tweets out every day, Michigan had gotten off of, taken off of the graphic of the bubble entirely, I think they just made themselves, forced themselves back into this conversation with a huge win here today. I've said this throughout the start of the season with Michigan struggles. I've made this comparison, and with this huge win here today, I feel like we have to officially start the kind of conversation, at least if you're a Michigan fan, about the hopes of the talent on this team. I want to go back to just the 2013-2014 Kentucky Wildcats for a minute. Stay with me here. That team was number one preseason. Had the highest of high hopes, of course, as every John Calipari team in that era did. It struggles, does really, really rough in the middle parts of the season, makes the NCAA tournament after going 12-6 in the SEC. Now that team finished 29-11, and so it wasn't exactly the same case as Michigan here. 
but that team made the tournament as an eight seed, ends up going all the way to the national championship game because the talent was always there. The talent's always been there with this Michigan team. I'm not saying it's that Kentucky team, but I'm saying that when you're going through and trying to find teams who can make a run, this Michigan team is obvious. It's something I've been saying on Locked On Big Ten forever here, that if Michigan gets into a situation where anything's even close on Selection Sunday, everyone's going to want to see the Wolverines in that field of 68. And if they get a crack at it, we saw here tonight what Michigan can do with that kind of an opportunity. 82-58 to 58 against the team that up until tonight I would have said was easily the most talented and most impressive looking team in the Big Ten. I don't know, maybe I have to reevaluate now because the Michigan Wolverines just absolutely blew them off the court and I think put themselves back at least into the conversation for this NCAA tournament. This team's above 500 in the Big Ten. It's holding its own against, obviously, what is now huge, huge, huge competition it's got to win against. I don't see a way that you can't at least be spending the next day, if you're anywhere near covering Michigan sports or anything with it, anyone on radio, TV, anything, is going to be talking about, all right, what can this Michigan team do now that we just saw it do this? We're, of course, going to talk a whole lot more about this and everything else that happens in the Big Ten tomorrow and every weekday on Locked On Big Ten. Make sure to make it your first listen of the day. Stay up to date on everything going on in the conference every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Until then, I'm Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. Bet Online is the place to go for all of your online sports betting needs this year. It's betonline.net with a new website that the people love and all sorts of new news, podcasts, of course, ways for you to bet out there on the site too. Of course, the big game's coming up in a couple of weeks. You're going to have to get your money in on that, but baseball season's right around the corner. Basketball and hockey are still in full swing, so if you need to make sure that you're at the best place to make sure you're taking full advantage of all your smart picks, head on over to betonline.net. It's betonline.net, your place to go for all of your online sportsbook needs. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten alongside Matt Sheehan, the host of Locked On Spartans. I'm Nate Dickinson. We're here to talk about Big Ten basketball because there's a lot of Big Ten basketball to talk about, Matt. It's a tight, tight top of this conference, but we got to start with the big news of the day, and that was Michigan just blowing the doors off the number three team in the country yesterday in Purdue. Final score, 82-58. to 58. Hunter Dickinson finishes with 22 points and hits four threes on the way to the win. Michigan looked really, really good here. It, it was a game that I, I don't know how much of it you got to watch, but if you didn't watch or just saw highlights, you, it, you didn't need to. The box score told it. Michigan dominated in every way. Purdue held things close. It was competitive in the first half, but it, it was just a blowout in the second. And I, I don't know what to think after they said on the broadcast. Again, if you were expecting even a Michigan win, you weren't expecting anything like what we saw last night. Right. Yeah. And it, it just fills the cliche of, you know, it's always hard to win on the road in the Big Ten to a T right there. And just like you said, they just got the doors blown completely off of them. Um, yeah. And it, it, that fascinating game for Michigan, because it's it's no secret that they've been struggling this season. This is not the season that they hoped for as they walked into the year as the AP top 10 team. But listen, like the, the talent is in them somewhere. And we saw that yesterday. Now, can we count for them making more than 50 percent of their threes? 
the rest of the season? Probably not. Can we count on Hunter Dickinson making four threes in a game? Probably not. I think he just blew through his entire three-point quota for the month of February all in one game. But if you're going to do it in one game, yeah, might as well make it against a top-five team. I think it's a good idea on, on his part. So just a really interesting team that Michigan has, man, because everyone's just waiting for them to turn on the Jets and to figure things out. And unfortunately, from the Lockdown Spartans perspective, uh, it could have been yesterday. So we'll see. Yeah, I- Stay tuned. And it's a good point to make that Michigan was hitting all over the place, 51% from the field, 57% from three-point range. But you'd be foolish to say that it was the only reason why the Wolverines won that game. They were the Mm -hmm. better team. They were getting themselves those shots. And Purdue just looked flustered throughout. So I do kind of have to ask you as the Michigan State fan who has had to see Michigan get that kind of preferential treatment throughout, I'm sure, a lot of your fandom, in football and and basketball in this kind of situation, I'd imagine too. Mm -hmm. I've said it from a long time ago that even when Michigan was struggling or when they started struggling, if they can turn it around and make it close on selection Sunday, people are going to want them in that tournament. Oh yeah. Interested to hear from you. Just how easy will it be for Michigan to get its way back into the field of 68? Joe Lenardi just tweeted out last night, even before the night was done, he has them now in their next four out as far as he like puts his little brackets. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. And this is like a spot that Michigan State was in last year. So I'm, I'm just making direct you know, that's right, yeah. comparisons right now. Because like Michigan State, they were way on the outside looking in as they were heading into February, and they needed those last few weeks of the season. Granted, you know, they had to beat three top five teams. And uh, I don't know if Michigan's going to have like those kind of teams to beat late in the year. But I mean, I don't think it has to come to the point where they have to, you know, take down top 10 Giants. They just have to rack up Q1 wins. Um, And so far, it's been a solid stretch for them ever since um, they left Breslin Center. So and what, what also helps, too, is that brand of theirs. Let's say like, okay, it's either San Francisco or Michigan. Okay. Let, let's let's be adults about this. Michigan's going to get the nod here, and I can say that because hey, listen, I'm not being you know salty or anything because Michigan State just benefited from that last year, perhaps. So yeah, like brand <laughs> speaks, baby. And I'm not saying it's like oh, just them get preferential treatment. Like no, no, like this this team behind me over my shoulder, Michigan State. Eh, same thing happened to them last year. You can make an argument for so yeah, that's that's business, baby. So just keep on winning if you're Michigan. I know bold take right there, but uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm feeling a lot better about their chances than maybe like Joel Lenardi is to crack that tournament, sadly, because oh, I just, I want them in the NIT so bad. That'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah. They, they still got to get the wins, but again, you mentioned that the brand matters. If you look at, again, just it what does. Lenardi's tweeted out recently in that, I guess, first eight out of the tournament on the outside looking in, you've got one really brand name in Florida right there, but Aside from that, the teams between the tournament and Michigan are in order San Diego State, UAB, Memphis, Belmont, St. Louis, Mississippi State. It's I mean, come on, right? One, two <laughs> power five schools, and then right. zero names that are known for playing this game on the hardwood, really. Uh, I mean, San Diego Correct. State's got a good history behind it. Memphis has a really good story, of course, with just the way that that coaching staff is constructed, but it's going to be Michigan if it's close it feels like it's going to be Michigan when it's close because it's always been the Michigan even if it's not actually Michigan it's whatever school is that school that makes it close gets the benefit of the doubt it feels like all the time and the Wolverines like maybe Michigan State was you said last year seem to be at least 
having a much, again, I'm not going to say it before they get the wins, but the path I feel like is, is so much clearer than any other team that's so far outside of this NCAA tournament, at least right now. Right on. And listen, they got eight games left in the regular season. Five of those are going to be at home. And even those road games, like, I don't think those are going to be punishable if they lose. Like, they go on the road to Iowa. Are you really going to get dinged for losing that game? Probably not. Are you going to get dinged for losing at Wisconsin? Probably not. Tend the season, are you going to get dinged for losing at Ohio State? Probably not. But you do need a strong stretch in these home games, which, again, we just saw it last night. They, they beat Purdue by 4,000 points. So, like, Ohio State comes to their barn on Saturday. Okay, I would expect them to win. Like, Illinois, that's a very tough game, but it's at Chrysler Arena, so you never know. And, of course, my Michigan State Spartans visit there March 1st. Like, yeah, so I, 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 I'm not hating the schedule if I'm a Michigan fan right now. Like, it's, it's not as foggy of a path as, I, as a lot of people perceive it to be, perhaps. So that's kind of where I just sit on it. Unfortunately, I'm expecting Michigan to make the tournament. Yeah, it, it, that, that's, I think, is the point, is that even so far out – right now and there's no yeah. doubt about it i mean i don't count i think the list goes down to like it would be like team 84 in the field of 68 when you put all the automatic bids up at the top yeah sure. it's uh, something that's so out of the realm at the moment but again you just see it you see the way that it happens and you've seen it happen so many times before mm-hmm. that you just kind of expect at this point the Wolverines to be able to get in because one, they're not going to fall apart. They're not going to have the opportunity. There's not enough bad games left. And they're seemingly, again, aside from the brand and everything else, they seem to be playing better basketball right now. So they are figuring it out. hundred percent. Yeah. So you're going to be able to argue, do they deserve it at the end of the season? Maybe not because they started off terribly, but they're already above 500 in the big 10. They've got big win now and they've got more opportunities coming up. That team at the end of the season, I feel like you're not going to be able to argue, is not one of the most talented teams in that field. And when you add that to whatever resume they're going to have, I feel like it easily pushes them over the top. Yeah, and also a lesson learned last year from Michigan State uh, perspective. It's not necessarily always how you start a season. It's really how you finish a season. If you can finish strong, then the kids are going to be okay on your end. Well, Michigan State, one of those teams near the top of the Big Ten fighting for positioning in the NCAA tournament and in the Big Ten tournament, too. And also another team that still has a, a whole lot of opportunities with big opponents ahead of them to build on that yeah. resume or, or fall down the ladder as well. We're going to talk to Matt about the Spartans and everyone else at the top of the Big Ten, too, as things are tighter than ever here this season as we get into the last couple of weeks. It's coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, we're into the second month of the new year, and a lot of you may have given up on that New Year's resolution by now. I know I did, but if you want to recommit, if you want to get back in, and maybe it had something to do with getting healthier in 2022, you need to head over to Built.com, because they've got what you need to fill up without, of course, literally filling up with a bunch of calories and things like that. It's a protein bar or shake or gel thing, tablet, whatever you want, that gives you everything that you want. Uh, 15 grams of protein in these bars with less than 5 grams of sugars and carbs, 100% dark chocolate in all of them too. They pack it all into this thing that looks like a candy bar, but it's a protein bar. And it tastes like a candy bar too, but gives you all the nutrients. It's honestly something that you wouldn't believe if they didn't do it over at Built.com. So go ahead and check it out there. And of course, if you use the product, use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 at Built.com. Get back on that New Year's resolution or just get yourself through your workday with a protein bar from Built Bar. 
Back on Locked On Big Ten, Matt Sheehan in with Locked On Spartans here to chat Big Ten basketball with us. We broke down the Michigan-Purdue game earlier, and that game obviously shakes up the Big Ten standings. Puts Wisconsin on top with Illinois also right there at 10-3. and Purdue lost their fourth game in the conference to put them a little bit down before that. And then uh, Michigan State's at 8-4, and four, Ohio State's at 7-4. and four. And then you get into some other tournaments who or other tournament teams right now in Indiana and Iowa who are a little bit in the middle of the pack. But again, they've got those uh, non-conference resumes to keep them up above water in the field of 68 at least. But I want to talk about Big Ten standings at least right now. We had everyone tied up at a three-way tie earlier this week. After the events of last night, now we've got at least – a team on top in Wisconsin, but things are tighter than ever. The teams I think are more even this year, not only in just skill level, but like in, in what they do and how they can play against each other more so than I feel like we've had in recent years. And I really just want to have a conversation about what's going to happen here in these last couple of weeks. And then in the big 10 tournaments, we get ready to see these teams fight for it all because we've got teams who I think are starting to really just come together and click in ways that have them ready to go. I would have put Purdue in that category before last night, but other teams I feel like still have some things to do. So where are you at with how you view the hierarchy in the big 10, at least right now? Yeah. I I just expect like just blood everywhere for the last few weeks of the season here. And uh, you know, there's a website that I love to frequent it's barttorvik.com and they have all the computer simulations and whatnot. And so based on 50,000 simulations of this season where it stands right now, they're, they're predicting the winning team to have a 15 and five conference record. So right now, if that's to hold true, yes, it can get down to six losses, but let's say it's 15 and five, like, Okay, Purdue, like, while I still think that they are the best team in the Big Ten, they're on the ropes big time. Like, four losses, like, oh, my. Okay, so we're up against it right now. And then the fascinating part is just the rest of Illinois and Wisconsin's schedule. Now, Illinois, it's it's like, listen, if you're as good as Illinois, your schedule's going to look fine no matter who you're playing against. However, you got to hit the road to Michigan State next week. You got to hit the road to Michigan the week after. Those are going to be some tough games. Now, Wisconsin, on the other hand, like their road games aren't necessarily the most difficult. Like they got to go to Indiana. They got to go to Minnesota. They got to go to Rutgers. Like as, if I'm choosing a schedule that I want to end my season with, it, it's going to be Wisconsin's schedule here. So the ball is in their court right now. Now, do I think that they're the best team? No, I, I think Illinois is a better team than them, but it's just from the schedule on the paper, I might not necessarily matter here. So It'll be fascinating. It'll be fun. Also, in from I'm gonna just selfishly talk about Michigan State right now. I don't think that yeah. they're gonna be uh, in the Big Ten title chase. I mean, yes, they're they're a game behind, but I've also seen this team play as well, and I don't necessarily think that they're gonna be in the hunt for a shared title. But the little hunt for the top four seeds come Big Ten tournament time between the likes of Michigan State, Ohio State. Indiana and now like hey Michigan come on down like you're part of this too Rutgers you're also a game behind that fourth spot too like that's going to be a nice little salt like a undercard in the Big Ten title chase to see who can lock up those top four seeds in Big Ten tournament play so blood's going to be everywhere Nate blood is going to be everywhere uh, yeah if you get into that top four I mean then you really can obviously if honestly anything below that if it's really hard to be really oh, yeah. really confident in getting lucky and sure. getting to the end of the Big Ten tournament, getting that top four seeds, you can start to picture your team going on a bit of a hot streak, even yeah. if you don't think, like maybe the Spartan fans do, that that team's ready for a Big Ten title chase. But again, yeah. that's 
again, something that matters so, so much uh, when it comes to not only just like the seeding, but also again, like selection Sunday, that matters. People think about how yeah. far did you get in your conference tournaments? And if you're just automatically headed to those quarterfinals, you're in really good shape. So sure. we'll talk more about that, obviously, as things go on. I want to ask just kind of a question before we get back to the teams that really are mattering right now. Do you feel like there is a chance that anybody who isn't in that tournament field could sneak in and grab like an eighth bid or a ninth bid. Let's say if Michigan is going to end up in the tournament, doesn't at large too. Yeah. I, I, I hate to keep talking about that, but yeah, like I, I think it is Michigan now for all the reasons that we just talked right. about. Right. And Rutgers is a, what a fascinating team they are. Right. Like they had a really bad start to the year, losing to schools that you've ever even heard of. And then like, okay, but they beat, Purdue at home they beat Michigan State at home and it's also a very experienced team too I think it's it's what three or four starters have played at least four years there so this is a very cohesive group that understands the system and understands each other and everything so yeah I, I imagine right now they're on the outside looking and I'm sorry I don't know at the top of my head right now but like that, that's a team that I'm going to want to keep my eye on too just based off experience and just like those sneaky good wins that they've had despite the rubble of some of their bad losses way back in November and December. So yeah, that's, that's another team I'm, I'm going to keep uh, my, my eye on, no doubt about it. Yeah. It's interesting. The at least bracketology guys have seven very clear big 10 tournament teams and seven very yeah. clear, not big 10 or not tournament teams. Michigan's starting to change that a little bit, but those do not line up entirely with the big 10 standings. Rutgers is right there with everybody else who is slated to make that NCAA tournament. And it's a interesting team. Again, a lot of experience and adding in that star power that they have too, from a guy like Harper jr. On the roster, a yeah. team that can go on a run easily. If it gets into a situation that it's comfortable with in the big 10 tournament, Wisconsin's the front runner. And I think again, in the driver's seat, but I, I do mm -hmm. want to go over again. Who's your best team in the big 10. Is it Purdue still after yesterday? Yeah. What does Illinois look like? Because that team is, I think, right there with them when they're all there, but we just have not seen all of them there enough this season for me to really get Correct. a good grip on it. And then we have that other, what I would call tier below at Michigan State, Ohio State. Maybe you put Wisconsin in that too, if you don't want to put the Badgers in the same group as that too. I, I don't know. I have it as like Illinois and Purdue are on my top everybody else is kind of in that second grouping. I'm interested to hear if you have it any different. I, I really don't because like, what was the definition of insanity? Like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like that's, that's me just talking about Purdue this year. Like I could keep on like just singing their praises and talking about how great they are, but then like that, they got four conference losses and like some of them are like, Oh, Oh my goodness. You just lost my 20 to Michigan. So it's like, but yeah, here I am just carnival barking for the Purdue Boilermakers. Like, I, I don't know why I keep doing this. Well, I do know why. It's because well, Jaden Ivey, he still exists. You know, he wasn't kidnapped in Ann Arbor. He's still alive. I still love their front court. You know, you got Zach Eady, Trevion Williams, and just like all the pieces around too are always options to just go off and have great games for them. So like, yeah, even though they're third place right now and it makes probably no sense on paper, my eyeballs say that like, sure, yeah, Purdue's the best team. Now, they're a 1A, 1B right behind them is Illinois, and they're a notch behind them just for every reason you said. They've, they, they've played, like, what, 12 minutes together, like, when the team's all healthy and all there? Like, I, so, will the real Illinois, like, please stand up? I mean, I would love to see them actually play all together uh, eventually. Not against Michigan State necessarily, but I'd love to see that. And then, yeah, like, I guess Wisconsin's on Tier 2 right behind them all by themselves. And then, yeah, Tier 3 is just that 
crockpot of Michigan State, Ohio State. You got your Indiana. Sure, scoot Michigan up there. Rutgers on a good night can be up there. So that's how I kind of divvy up those, those top uh, teams right there, just through three tiers. I, what a season. I, I mean, we say this every year, right? It's just like they just cannibalize uh, amongst themselves. And here we are again, just enjoying another bloodbath of Big Ten play. It's been been a delight i mean i bash my head against the wall every time michigan state takes a loss but hey, from the outside looking in it's gotta be a lot of fun for for just a common fan to to appreciate and it is every season i tried and to think about like what makes this season i guess a little bit different and i think what maybe it is is that every team if you're going into this tournament you either feel like you have a team who's good enough to make a really good run or, or if you feel like maybe your team either isn't clicking or isn't there all the way just about every big 10 team here also has that kind of star power big time player who yeah you can believe is going to go on that Kemba Walker run and take your team to wherever your highest ceiling as an individual is so even if maybe your team's like oh well we can't rebound the way we need to to win deep or we don't have the depth to be able to win tournament games weekend after weekend you have that kind of just special I don't know what it is, hope behind you, that that right. guy, your go-to guy is going to be able to do it for you. And I feel like, I mean, there's always stars in the Big Ten, but there's just a big, big surplus spread across so many different teams this season that uh, yeah. it makes it a big, big possibility that you could buy in to whatever it is your team is selling. I totally agree with that. Yeah, the star power is great. And like as easy as I could see like Wisconsin or Purdue – Losing in the second round to like a 10 seed, I could very wow. easily see them making a final four run with like Jaden Ivey or uh, Johnny Davis averaging like 28.2 points a game in March. Like it's, it's volatile out there. It's, it's dangerous. So uh, yeah, I, I might not even make a bracket this year just because I know it's going to be in shambles uh, right off the bat. So I'll save myself the stress, but yeah, it's uh, just like you said, I, I could see teams getting as hot as easily as I could see teams just, Hey, you know what? You're actually going to fly home after the first game of the tournament. Toodles. Good luck. Thanks for the season. So. More fun. Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be a little bit of both as we go across the sure, Big Ten yeah. and, and through that tournament. Just like and, last year. <laughs> yeah, just like last year and just like every year. But again, uh, everyone in the Big Ten still waiting to get rid of that bug of still not having a national title for a long while, too. So, uh, again, a whole lot to talk about as we get into March with all that kind of stuff. And we'll, of course, have plenty more to talk about with Matt as we continue along with Locked On Big Ten every weekday here on the program. As Always, we're here Monday through Friday, as Matt is unlocked on Spartans. Is there anything special? What are you guys doing on the show as of late here? What do you talk about? <laughs> we had a big, big mashup with uh, Jacob Rude of Locked on Hoosiers to talk about tomorrow's game, Michigan State versus Indiana. Both teams are kind of in the same part of the season right now where, okay, we're hitting a little turbulence here. Saturday's going to say a lot about one team and even more about the other. So, uh, yeah, we, we talked about that. And also just bang through a bunch of Super Bowl prop bets courtesy of betonline.net so yeah we strayed a little away from college sports to uh do an annual prop bet derby uh on the lock on spartans podcast i guess like betonline.net 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 great place look at that it's fantastic we'll talk to you again soon matt obviously as you mentioned big game coming up this weekend between a couple of tournament teams and the spartans and the hoosiers that we'll be able to break down and i'm sure a whole bunch of other stuff will happen between now and the next time that we talk for us to get into as well. Until then, thanks again for joining us. Matt, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, hey, thanks a lot, Nate. Always a fun time.